but if you will turn with me to the book of Revelation chapter number 13, we will begin at verse number 1. Why it seems as if our prayers aren't being answered. That's part of it. When you have it, say amen. amen. Let's read it together, beginning at verse 1. And we're going to read it clear through verse 10. We're going to do some reading. You can remain seated. And it reads... And I stood up on the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. I saw it was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat great authority. Read on. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and we worshipped the beast saying who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him. There was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given to him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindred and tongues nations and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life the lamb slain from the foundation of the world if any man have an ear let him hear he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Let's read that again. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. We're going to speak from the subject tonight of faith by patience in the fire. Faith by patience in the the fire. He said, in herein lies the patience and the faith of the saints. Father, we thank you for your word that you will speak to our hearts, Lord. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Oh God Almighty, draw out the hidden manna, Father. Use these lips of clay for your glory, Lord. Grant precision and ex expression, Lord Jesus. And Lord, move self and flesh out of the way that no flesh glory before you. Oh God, but your word be glorified and magnified and the people be edified and the kingdom of darkness be horrified. Knowing that you being for us is more than the world against us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. We are in a time where our faith and our patience is going to be tried. And what we have to realize is our faith is only as long or strong as our patience. Can I say that again? Our faith is only as long and strong as our patience. There's a lot of time, there's a lot of time we think, well, I need strong faith. I need to really, really believe. But instead of strong faith, you need long faith. <laughs> because the devil is about the most stubborn creature you're going to ever run into outside of yourself. 
<laughs> I'm going to say that again. The devil is about the most stubborn creature you're going to ever run into outside of yourself. And see, there's a time when we just got to be so, I'm not moving. You remember the old song, Pastor, what it say? I shall not, I shall not be moved. Like a tree planted by the water. See, we have to be there. We can't be getting there. We have to be there because the devil is determined that he's going to take you out. One way, if this don't work, then that's going to work. If I can't do it with your job, I'm going to do it with a relationship. I can't do it with a relationship, I'm going to do it in the church. He's determined that he's going to wear the saints out. That's the word of God. He's determined to wear you out. So don't worry about why Tesco. Quit saying why. Why me? Why not you? The song says that Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free. No, but there's a cross for everyone. There's a cross for me. Just grab that cross and hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Devil keep messing with me. I'm going to clam on it. <laughs> we, 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 have to, we have to let the devil know. You know, uh, uh, the testimony Sunday morning, I was in ICU. I'm not going into all the details. My wife don't want me to talk about that. But they told me they wanted to watch me in case my main aorta burst. Because they said, you would bleed out. We wouldn't have time to take you to the emergency room, but we're going to keep the emergency room standing by at Methodist waiting for you if it happens. I said, Lord, if you're done with me, I'm ready to go. But if you're not done with me, I'm ready to keep on witnessing. <laughs> I'm ready to keep on running. Hey, God, God is so great. They can let me out of there fast enough. Come on, doctor. You well, you sign papers. Or you going to have to sign papers saying, well, just in case something happened, the hospital's not responsible. The hospital's not responsible for me? No way. I didn't tell them that. I didn't tell them that. I didn't want to hurt their feelings because they were sincere in what they were doing. Hospital wasn't responsible for me anyway. It's my God. Hey, I'm telling you, when we let the devil know that, look, I'm in this all the way. When I die, I'm going to get to see him. That's what we live for. See, the devil, don't, the devil, take that hold off of you that the devil has. The fear of death. You go to 15 and 51 in, in 1 Corinthians, he said, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? See, we have to know that. He said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death. And that death that he's talking about is cruel pain and punishment. You're not talking about just laying down and sleeping on way into heaven. No. Say precious in the sight. You say that don't make sense to me. Listen, we say for God we live and for God we die. Don't say that if you don't mean it. Convince yourself before you say it. Make sure you're well convinced. Convince yourself. Don't let somebody else convince you. Make sure you're convinced that for God, there was a man coming to the church. He had a shotgun. He shot up in the ceiling. He said, okay, now all of those who willing to die for God, you just sit down, stand in your seat. Everybody else, you better clear out. Maybe the poor pastor, his family, because they, they know he's driving them. <laughs> Couple of deacons, everybody else was gone. gone. The man took the shotgun, laid it on the front seat. He said, well, now that we got rid of all the hypocrites, <laughs> let's have some church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so I say this to say this. Are you going all the way? Is it really in your heart to go all the way? Because if you're not persuaded, this is serious, Pastor. 
This is, this is serious business. Are you really persuaded? Are you going to tuck, tuck tail and, and run when it get hot? See, because your faith and your patience are going to be tried through the fire. That's what the fire for. It proves what's in you, what you're made of. You, know, you say you're a man? All right, then. When the fire come, don't run behind your wife. <laughs> yes. When trouble come, don't hide. You know, even though we know they the higher power, right? <laughs> they, they, they the higher power, but you a man. So when trouble come, switch powers. <laughs> Amen. But we need to realize that God is real. See, if, if, if we really believe in the God that we read in this book, there's nothing that should shake us. Hallelujah. We're unshakable. As far as I'm concerned, I'm invincible. I don't die. Like baby kids, we don't die, we multiple. <laughs> yeah, I don't die. I go from one glory to another. See, we need to understand what death really is. The true meaning of death is just separation. It's going to be so good to be separated from this world. It is going to be good. Get used to the idea of even being separated from your spouse. You say, oh, man, that's heavy. I love that woman. I love that man. Well, when you get to heaven, it's not going to be your wife no more. <laughs> Don't want to hurt your feelings. Some people get sad when you hear this kind of preaching. <laughs> Especially they got a good marriage, 40, 50 years going strong. And you say, look, once we get to heaven, once we die, that's it. When we get to heaven, you're not my wife anymore. <laughs> well, y'all quiet now. <laughs> Somebody really loved they bounce up in here. Somebody really loved them. They say, oh, what? <laughs> That's what the cops say. I love my husband. Well, you can still love him. He's just not going to be your husband no more. <laughs> Amen. That's the Bible. And, and, and I believe in every word that's in that Bible. I believe in every word that's in this book. That's why I don't worry about death. And I don't worry about life. Well, Paul said to live is Christ and to die is gain. He said, sometimes I'm hung up on whether I want to stay here and stick around yeah. or whether I just want to go and be with Jesus. He said, but you know what? If the truth be told, I'd really rather be absent from this body and be present with the Lord. But for your sakes, because I'm not sure you all got it yet. Somebody sitting around here thinking they saved, and they're not. This is what we're talking about in the book of Revelation, what we're reading now. They're talking about when the Antichrist and the beast, the false prophet, is going to come. And they're going to convince people and persuade people in the way of the devil himself. You know, the, 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 the hurtful part about it is it's happening now. He physically is not here, but the spirit it's already operating. Jeremiah, the 13th chapter. I'm going to try to move a little swiffer so Sister, Sister Carter don't have to tell me, young man, do you realize what time it is? <laughs> 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 okay, let's read it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, Take the girdle that thou hast got, which is upon thy loins, and arise, go to Euphrates, and hide it there in a hole of the rock. So I went and hid it by Euphrates, as the Lord commanded me. I think I might have miswrote that. That's not the verse I was looking for. That's not the verse I was looking for. 
that's that's one of my main verses I miss I missed there. I give her the wrong verse. Great team. We're gonna we're gonna get it there because that's a that's very key to my message. Jeremiah 12 and 12, 3 through 5. Okay. I'm, I'm a chapter off. Okay. There we go. Let's read it. But thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long shall the Lord mourn and the herbs of every field wither for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. The beasts are consumed and the birds because they said, he shall not see our last end. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horsemen? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they weary thee, then how would thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Right. We are in the day of the footmen. We are under grace. Salvation don't cost you your physical life. You have to die. But in that day, what we just read in the book of Revelations, you would have to die for the name of Christ. Right now, we're under grace. And we struggle so much with petty stuff. I'm going to say it again. And we struggle so much with petty stuff here under grace when all we have to do is just endure it. But then it will cost your life. You will have to be, be beheaded or however they want to kill you. And you know he's called a beast. He's not called a beast for no reason. But he's not going to put you out your misery in a comfortable way when you go against him. But his spirit is in the earth right now, and what he's doing is causing people, bringing fear. Oh, my Lord. The spirit of fear. The spirit of doubt, whether God is really going to be himself, whether God knows. Listen, you know what wavering faith really is? Sometimes we think it's well uh, when we doubt God here and there. That's, that's, that's not actually really wavering faith. You know, when you ask God to do something in particular, specific, you be specific about it, and he don't do it. You know, we were talking earlier about God don't obey us a lot. It's just not his nature. And God don't do it. So then, because he don't do what you asked him for, what you wanted him to do, you may doubt. You know, that's not really wavering. You know what wavering faith is? It's to not trust God when he do what he does. However he work it out, to not believe that's right. Uh -huh. Not believe that what he does is right. That's wavering faith. That's right. Because he's God. he's God. You believe he's God, then whatever he does is right. Even though sometimes we think God is bad, bad God, why'd you do that? Why'd you, why'd you take my loved one? Why'd you take my child? You know? 
They say, God is good all the time. No, you don't always think he's good. The truth be told, there's times you don't think God good at all. But he's right. He's right. What he does is right. Am I feeling it? No, this flesh. This flesh is not in agreement with his way. He said, as the heaven is above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. We can't articulate our need enough to God. He knows it way deeper than however we can word it. Thank God there's times we don't even know how to put words to it. But he knows it all together. He knows it all together. We can't trust God. But what we have to endure is time. See, he operates in eternity. We're floating in time. And if things don't seem to be shaping up, you know, we look and see, well, is there a cloud the size of a man hand out there? I don't even see the cloud. Well, on the flip side of that, he's not delivering me out of this boat, out of this sea wreck, and now water's getting in the boat. There's no room for comfort when water is in the boat. You know, the sea's not supposed to be in the boat. When the sea starts coming in the boat and he still haven't done anything, he's laying down there asleep. <laughs> hey, you know what we supposed to trust him enough to do? Lay on down there with him. <laughs> yeah, Jesus on the boat. Even if a sleeping Jesus is better than no Jesus. Go on there, lay up, crawl up next to him. Okay, now, now see, see what you're going to do now, see. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what we have to do. We have to convince ourselves. See, if, you don't, if you're not persuaded, it's because you haven't persuaded yourself. If I persuade you, you're really not fully persuaded. You have to persuade yourself. You have to listen to what you hear the word of God, and you have to convince yourself because unbelief is always going to come against you. Doubt and fear is always going to come against you. Little voices in your ears are always going to tell you, well, no, God ain't going to do that. So then you have to tell those little voices, even if he don't. See, that's what three Hebrew boys did. And even if he don't, he's still my God. <laughs> that's fully persuaded. We have to be fully persuaded. Listen, listen. The people that are close to my heart, my children, my wife, anybody close to my heart, I've already had their funeral in my heart. I've already purposed it. I said, Lord, okay. They leave before me. Have it for them. Because I'm still going to be with God. God, no matter how that hurt, I'm going to need you even more then than ever. That don't make sense to somebody. But it's going to happen anyway. Whether it makes sense to you or not, it's going to happen. We have to purpose in our heart ahead. See, if our heart is not set ahead of time, by the time the fight comes, it's too late to practice. Trying to warm up for a fight in the middle of a fight, you're going to get your brains beat out. <laughs> yeah. It's time, it's, time, it's time to prepare now. Set your heart now to trust God, that I'm going to trust him in life or in death. Why? Because he has never failed me. He's faithful. He has never failed me. And he never will because he's God. Whatever he does is fine with me. When you're ready for me, Lord, here I am. If you're not ready for me yet, then kick me on out of here and let me keep on working. I love being able to give God the glory out of my life. I can come out of the hospital fast enough. I was up early that morning, raising my hand in bed praying, praising God, saying that I'm out of here. Doctor coming in, well, no, uh, well, you know, we would really like to keep you a couple of more days. No, I, I agree with you. I stay overnight. Watch me, monitor me, watch all the signs turn around. I say, watch them turn around. And they did. <laughs> I said, you want to watch me? I said, okay. I do this because you seem like you care. 
You seem like you care about your field and you're sincere about it. The doctor was almost in tears. I said, well, for you, I'm going to do this. I said, but come 7 o'clock, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm up. Yes, sir. Amen. He said, well, I'll come in early and make sure we look over all your tests first. Yeah. By 6, I was getting dressed. I was shaving, cutting my hair. <laughs> so by the time 7, I was ready to just scoop right on out. They were running a little behind, but they was close to seven as he could get. But God is real. Yes, he is. He is. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Right now, with the world the way it is now, I'd rather die trusting God than be walking around here with my full health and no confidence in the God of my salvation. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. How are you going to please him? And if you don't please him, you think you're going to heaven with him? He's not taking anything to heaven that he's not pleased with. And it's going to take faith, and it's going to take faith that is relentless, that refuse to let go. I refuse to let him go. What Job say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He said, all the way to death. He said, be faithful unto death, and you shall receive the crown of life. We got to do this to death. See, that's the reason why we might wear purpose in our mind. Kill it. That's why he say in, in Romans 12 chapter, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as what? A living sacrifice unto God. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's the least that you can do. It's the least that we can do. Well, look at what he did. The God of glory. The everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, he humbled himself. There's none more humble than him. You think he's going to tolerate pride in us? And there's none humble, more humble than him. That's why he hates pride. And why, why are we worrying about what we're going to lose? He already set it up for us that whatever we lose, we're going to gain. Whatever we lose here, we gain it in glory. See this, see, this is how you're going to persuade yourself. This is how you convince yourself of who you really are in Christ. See, when we know who we are in him, then there's nothing that can shake us. Paul had the Holy Ghost tell him, say, when you go down there, you, it's going to be bad. Now, the Holy Ghost told him that. Not one of these gossipers. And he said, that don't move me. And the Holy Ghost said, so he knew it was going to happen. I'm ready. I'm going all the way. Pastor, I'm going all the way. Whether I go all the way later or sooner, I'm going all the way. <laughs> I'm, there's no stopping me. No, because great is he that's in me. That he that's in the world. So I like to see a devil try to stop me. He can't stop me. All he can do, all he can do is bless me. Because my father is going to let him bless me. <laughs> God is all in control. God is in control of everything. God either permits it or he does it or he allows it, but he's in control of it. The devil is nothing but God's devil. God tell him, devil, go so far, that's it. There's so many diseases and stuff all around us now that if God just moved his hand back, we would be through. That's all I got to do. And you know what? To not walk in obedience and submission to God is a terribly dangerous thing to do. They say the wrath of God is stored up against the children of disobedience. The wrath of God is stored up. You know what? We think of the wrath of God and we look at God as getting angry at us at times and maybe kicking us and slapping us side of the head or something. God got too much power to touch us. You know how his wrath is released against us? That's all he do. He said, okay, you, you got it? Go ahead. You can handle this? Go right ahead. My hands is out of the way. You don't never want God to do that to you. <laughs> I don't never want God to do that to me. Oh, no, I can't stand that. It'll be over. 
I have that much sense. I've won on a day, but not two days. Amen. I need God. I need him every second of the day. And he needs me. Did you ever stop and think that God needs you? God needs you. He said, trust in him with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He wants you to trust him. And he wants to trust you. See, a lot of things we don't have that we're praying for because God can't trust us. But when he can trust us, he'll give it to us. It's not going to draw you away from him. It's not going to become your God. It's not going to replace him. Can God trust you? Oh, wow. A God so great, he should be able to trust you. What kind of rascal low life are you if he can't? <laughs> Come on now, we got to get saved. <laughs> we got to get saved. I'm going to say that again. We got to get saved. Show enough saved. God want to trust you. He want to trust you. Don't you know God can't do nothing without you? He's God Almighty. He can't do anything in this earth without somebody. He needs you. Don't let nobody tell you God don't need you. He needs you. You need him. Without him, you can't do nothing. Without you, he won't do nothing. <laughs> Think he just made you to, to pet you and pamper you like some of you mamas do with these knucklehead boys? <laughs> just pet them and pamper them. Get out. Get a job. Work. Do something with your life. My baby, going on 50 years old. <laughs> Lord, help us up in here. Yeah. And, and really, really, they, they, they don't just be saying that in words. They really treat them like they did, baby. Yeah. Wait for them to bring a pamper out any second. Lord, have mercy. It's time, it's time, he said, it's time for us to grow up. When we grow in his grace, we know we can trust God and he can trust me. I want him to trust me like he did Job. Right. When the devil came and accused me, he said, go ahead. Yeah. Right. I ain't worrying about that one. Go ahead. You can touch him. Take all he has. Uh -huh. See, that, that's, that's my man there. Right. See, I'm God's man. Yeah. yeah. Some, Sometimes sometime you may not understand. Sometimes my wife may not understand some things that I do. Because I don't understand all the things I do. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, not putting her down. <laughs> I think we give Miss Job a hard time, too. You understand? She told him, curse God and die. They only recorded her saying something stupid one time. <laughs> but he had enough sense not to do it. Amen. But we have to realize, too, Miss Job was going through something. Did you see what her husband looked like? Yeah, lost all her kids. Went, went, and women, you lose all their money, their security. You know, that, that, that and the kids. What good are you? <laughs> well, shoot, you might well gone. Lost my kids, my wealth, don't have my house no more. What you sitting around for? Sitting there stinking with boils all over you and stuff. Why don't you just curse God so he can just take it all? <laughs> Amen. Amen. But he purposed in his heart. He didn't accuse God foolishly. He said, God, you did all this, but you're still right. See, can we, can we, we, we have to do it. God, you're still right. He said, even if you kill me, you're still right. I'm better off dead than alive if you kill me. 
See, we're in a time now where the church is going to start getting persecuted even more. People are going to start coming in here acting crazy. It's part of the time that we're in now. And God wants us to be ready. We don't know when somebody walk up in here and say, Brother, oh, you're the pastor's sister, huh? So you believe homosexuals and stuff? I'm not, you, you believe something wrong with that? You can't hesitate. Stand up, rise up, say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just sit there, rise up, yes. Put your hands. And say, we're going to be ahead you. <laughs> hey, man, we got to get ready. We can't be getting ready. We have to be ready. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'm almost done. But this is, this is, this is where we're at now. Have you, are you persuaded? Are you fully persuaded? Are you sure that you believe everything in this book? Are you sure you believe that when you're absent from this body, you're going to be present with the Lord? Do you really believe that? You have, if you don't, if you're not fully persuaded in it, the devil will come and shake you off your throne. He'll shake, that, that's, what, that's, his, that's his agenda. To get you confused. Get you in the dark. But see, that's why I come to bring some light. That area that's dark, the word of God come to bring light now. Amen. Darkness is ignorance. Light is knowledge and wisdom. We walk in the light, not darkness. We are children of the light. The devil shouldn't be walking up the front or down the back of you. And you should be able to stand and look that devil in the top of his head before you crush it. Because if he all the way up here, you don't give him too much space. That's why he up here talking in your ear. Some of, oh yeah. And the devil is so slick, and I don't give him no glory, but he can use your voice to where you actually think it's your thought and it's him. <laughs> it's him. He's speaking, and it's, it makes so much sense to you. Yeah, you know this. I'm enlightened. <laughs> and it's the devil. And we'll argue somebody down about it. He done persuaded you. He done convinced you. How do we avoid that? Get in the word. Stay in the word. Believe nothing but the word. See? They say you so, you so, you so heavenly bound, you, you no earthly good. All right. Just leave me alone. You go on with your earthly bound self. I don't need to be earthly good. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the one that preserves it. I'm the one that purifies it. I'm the solution, not the problem. It's a shame when you get on the job and people telling others, y'all got to watch her, y'all got to watch him, and yet he's claiming to be saved. That's happening. That's why people don't come. That's why you can't draw nobody to the church with you. They see the other side of you. You're not fully persuaded. You're wishy-washy. You're double-minded. Lukewarm. You're not hot or cold. You're good for nothing. You make God sick to his stomach. He spit you out. You don't want to make him sick to his stomach. Y'all say, well, you said you was almost done, gone. We had enough of this. <laughs> In your patience, possess you your soul. 
Can I have somebody with patience real quick? Those who feel that I'm just, I'm just I'm losing patience. You know, I don't know what to do. Get on my nerves. I don't want to kill them. My kids. <laughs> I bought them in. Can I help you with patience? Whenever you think you don't have any patience, whenever you feel your patience has run thin, remember, especially if you're a worker, you only get paid once a week. Once every other week. No matter how impatient you are, you only get paid once a week. <laughs> once every other week. You make it. Sometimes you dig a hole for yourself, go out borrowing, so it just keeps setting you back, but you still got to wait until that payday. And you do it religiously. <laughs> you don't say, no, uh-uh, it's, it's Friday. Get my money. So, Patience is not as hard to obtain as we make it seem like. It's just a matter of whether we are persuaded in the truth. <laughs> are you persuaded in the truth? Are you you going to convince yourself of a lie and sit there broke, still waiting? Or go out and try to make it happen earlier, but by the time you get your check, Everybody have patience. It's how much of it you want to embrace. You have it. Yes, grab it, Pastor say. Embrace it. Hold on to it. Say, I'm not letting go. Because God works in seasons. The devil works in cycles. And you know what puts you in a cycle? Trying to keep making it happen yourself. And then you find yourself spinning your wheels, just standing there going in a circle. And each time you're going in that circle, you're getting deeper and deeper. But see, when you understand that God works in seasons, then you just wait till your season comes. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Your season is coming. But will you be around when it comes? Will you still be paying attention when it comes? I'm going to close in this one. Luke 21, we're going to skip over. Luke 21, 30, 30, 12 through 19. We're going to read both of these two. 12 through 19. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons and being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Somebody say a testimony. Yeah. The test is just a testimony. Amen. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. Why he wants you to settle in your heart not to even worry about how you're going to answer? He said, I got this. Do you believe he really got you? Do you believe his love won't let anything happen to you that his grace won't bring you out of? We have to notice he got it. He's God. So don't even worry about what you're going to say. He said, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. They can try all they can to contradict it or put it down, try to put a twist on it or whatever. He said, when the words that I put in your mouth, they're not going to be able to deal with that. All they're going to be able to do is just let you go. Oh, wow. Okay. And they shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Anybody feeling that you're getting hated on the job or whatever? Hated by family? Hated by people that seem like you don't even know you. That lady walked past me and I had an attitude and a smoke on her face. I know this woman from somewhere. 
<laughs> I don't know. Her. Maybe I remind her of somebody. <laughs> but I didn't know her. I'm like, what's her problem? People, people hate you for no reason. And now the reason is going to be because of your faith. Don't be on the job talking about your Jesus stuff. Don't you hear me talking about football and basketball? And then there the saint go, hush their mouth. Something wrong with that picture. We got the good news of the gospel in us. They talking trash. It's time for us to shine. Somebody say it's time to shine. Shine for Jesus. He said the path of the just is as the shining light. Proverbs 4 and 18, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more until the perfect day. Are you shining more now than you did last year or are you shining less? Is you getting dim? Are you backslidden? Oh, Lord, just because you're in church don't mean you're not backslidden. All backsliders don't go out the door. Most backsliders sit right here and slide from this seat to that seat. And next thing you know, they're out the door. But it's a gradual process. All right. Yeah. Cooling off. Like that frog, they said, you can put them, in a, put them in a cool pan of water and turn it up. He'll sit in there and adjust to it until his eyeballs pop out of his head from the heat. Yeah. He won't move. He won't feel that gradual change. That's the way backsliders are. They so busy looking at somebody else. Oh, she surely shouldn't have have been doing that. And he surely shouldn't have have been doing that. And they just as backslidden as they can be. Are you still on fire? Don't let nobody take your fire, brother. But Oliver... Sister, don't let nobody take the fire. The devil going to come after your fight. I know when I first got saved, some of the old busybodies, instead of encouraging me, they saw me on fire and said, well, give you about five years, you won't have that much fire. It's 27 years later. Ain't nothing going on. fire ain't going nowhere. I, t I told them then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to let it go. You don't have to lose your fire. I told them then. I say, I don't know what kind of Holy Ghost you got, but mine going to always be on fire. I love me some Jesus. I love me some Jesus. Now, you do what you want to do. That's your business. Yeah. They say, oh, you're cool, off. Just wait. Okay. That's a lie. See, what they didn't know, I'd already saw some old ones who've been around a long time. And they still had their fire, so I said, yeah, I'm going to be just like that. Yeah. Not this little busybody, little busybody witch trying to throw witchcraft on me. Yeah. Be careful. And in my closing, how many times is that? Is that just the third one? <laughs> that just the third one? I got at least three more to go then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Luke 21, 34 to 36. Let's read it. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged, surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Watch you therefore and pray. A lot of time we can place a lot of emphasis on pray, which we should. But you know what is, is more important? To be watching. Because if you are not watching, you have no idea how to effectively even pray. Watch and pray. 
Watch and pray. Pay attention. You got a real live enemy here. You got a devil that's determined that he's going to take you down. You got a devil that's determined that he's going to wear you out. He's going to take your loved ones. He's going to destroy the church. He's going to destroy the ministry. He's never going to believe any different because he's a liar and the father of it. He believed the lie, but he's persuading you. There are some sicknesses that you really don't have if you stand on the word. The devil trying to persuade you that you have it. I'm not spending time trying to diagnose something. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not spending time trying to diagnose it because once I diagnose it, then I start speaking it now. It's mine. I don't need no diagnosis. Like, oh, sound like you coming out with a cold. No. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, sound like the flu. Yeah, it flew. <laughs> Amen. 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 So we thank God for his word on tonight. Hopefully someone said that you can carry with you. Amen. Don't let the devil wear you out. It's not how strong your faith is, how long your faith is. And my faith is going all the way to the grave. And out. It's going in the grave and it's coming back out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your name, Lord. We thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. Have your way. See, now, see, 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 if my father had a borrowed tomb, I got a borrowed tomb. Amen. It's temporary. It's temporary. 